Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. And we are ready to talk about some more Lions preseason. There's a lot to talk about. The Lions' first preseason game just wrapped off. A 27-23 loss to the pesky Atlanta Falcons. They're always pesky uh, with the Lions, even in the preseason. Uh, but alas, um, the Lions lose. Kind of a heartbreaker uh, if you're if you're emotionally invested in that Especially game. Especially if you watch Hard Knock. No, um, I was happy. I was happy we lost. <laughs> what? Since 08, I don't ever want to see us go undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I was happy until yeah. I watched Hard Knocks and they like turned it into this like right. super sad drama. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. Watching watching Hard Knocks, they made it a preseason game, all this emotional, dramatic. Like, and watching the game, yeah. it's like, who gives a shit? Who wins? Right. You know, <laughs> that's very Poor true. Blow. Um, but so, at Big yeah. Z, uh, let's get to the rest of Blue Kool Aid crew that's here. Uh, we got almost all crew, but uh, we got UJ. Good evening, Bob. Top of the morning, and then Rud Dog. Hey y'all. All right, gentlemen. So we're here. Uh, we're probably going to react a lot to that first preseason game, uh, maybe, and then some other things that we heard from training camp. And just reacting to that, and also everything that happened on Hard Knocks, of course. Uh, oh, so, yeah. where do we want to start? And today's joint practices with the Colts. Yeah, they just started the joint practice with the Colts. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, I guess let's start with that preseason game, though. I mean, yeah, there's a lot to backward. take away from that. Uh, where do you want to start? Either the game, or do you want to talk about what we have First before drive. the game with Jared Goff? Jared Goff. That's my favorite story of this whole game. I think that's the best one to highlight. You want to say a story sure, in case I, people didn't hear? Sure. Uh, so, before the game, Jared wasn't scheduled to play. They were going to sit him and let Boyle start the game. And when Boyle, he was the only one that was going to be all ones except for him. And when he heard that, he went up to Dan Campbell and was like, uh, I'm going to play. He's like, no, you're sitting out. He's like, no, my guys are in there. I'm going to play. He's like, all right, you're going to play. <laughs> and then he went out there. He's like, yeah, we're going to, no, no worries. We're going to go down there, score a touchdown. No problem. And what do they do? Go down, score a touchdown on a super crisp drive. I mean, that's just like, that's how legends yeah. start, you know? Was it like Rudy? Did they all throw their jerseys on the coach's desk? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Preseason. I mean, yeah. Hard <laughs> <laughs> knocks really is hamming it up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but, I just like that that attitude. Yeah, that that first drive was great. We got to see the offensive line, the the projected mm-hmm. starting five of the offensive line actually play together. Uh, a couple really nice throws to Monroe, same Brown in that drive. Uh, Josh Reynolds, uh, yeah, so right, yeah, really, and that line was dominant. Mm-hmm. Is what we were hoping for, and that's what they are. I mean, when they're together, mm-hmm. so it looks exciting. Exciting. Oh stuff. yeah, and uh. I think I sent it to you guys. Uh, I gotta look up the guy's name again. I always forget his name. He he breaks down offensive line film a lot on Twitter, um, and he did. And he was breaking down the offensive line. Uh, Baldy at Baldy NFL. Uh, 
this guy, Brian Baldinger. Yeah, Brian Balden, Baldinger. Uh, he works for Fox Sports and NFL Network. But he, yeah, he used to be a great player for the. Club. Uh, he break he breaks down offensive line film all the time. He kind of talks like this. Uh, is <laughs> but he's very popular on Twitter. Anyways, he was loving what the Lions offensive line was doing in this game, especially Panaya uh, Sewell and Frank Ragnow. Uh, Frank Ragnow is just a beast. I mean, his ability to get outside of like a, a like to be able to hook hook block, right? I'm trying to reach yeah. block. Sorry, reach block. Reach. Um, a guy that's pretty much like a whole gap over from him is just insane. And just that's the difference maker with a guy with yeah. him out there versus maybe like an Evan Brown per se. Not only does he have the quicks to get the the positioning, but then the strength to leverage and gain. <laughs> gain position it's just incredible to see and who was all on the boat with him in the hard knocks uh i couldn't tell i, I, couldn't tell. I, I was yeah i didn't have timeless pause and it looked like one might be his brother or something it wasn't a yeah player I, I and tell. i couldn't tell who the other guy and was, was he doing that like before a camp it was he, on his day off he's taking this tiny little rowboat on the choppy water i was like you man, know they still, probably yeah. that's really <laughs> the tiny boat to be on this like they're probably camp. middle practice bigger like, boat I know. hard knocks is like we need frank we're gonna take him fishing to get some shots. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought is, like, why can't he get a bigger <laughs> boat? And, and those guys are <laughs> those little those fishing are so big. The front of the boat was kind of down in the water, you know. <laughs> when he was standing on that end, I yeah, it's kind of dangerous. Huh. Um, yeah. and also on that first drive in the preseason, uh, with the offense, we also got to see uh, DeAndre Swift and what makes him so special on that touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the play completely breaks down. I think Big V missed a block. It looked like the play was blown up, but then he just used his ability to uh, get in the end zone uh, just to make a quick cut and just take it up the sideline. I thought that was, uh, you know, I hope he stays Hell healthy. Yeah. I hope he stays It was healthy. a nice showcase. And, yeah. and in yeah, hard knocks, I, I love that Deuce Daly didn't even, like, get remotely excited because he was still pissed off about him not going inside on a previous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the more interesting thing, like, just seeing how he came down yeah. on him there. He's like, that would have been a touchdown. <laughs> get out of the game. Hey. Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, Deuce is getting a lot of time on Hard Knocks here. I wonder if that's on purpose, like Dan Campbell said. Like, because I mean, part of the reason Deuce Staley came to yeah. Lions, they're giving him every opportunity to kind of make that next step to be a head coach, since he wasn't getting enough uh, love on that front yeah. from the league. It seemed uh, they're giving him a lot of time on Hard Knocks to get his oh, name. They out are. There. He's magnetic, I- though. I love the storyline too with Swift because he he's really pushing Swift to be his best, mm-hmm. and he believes that he can be the best yeah. in the league, and uh, he's just trying to get it out of him. And you can see like Swift's taking it in, taking Absolutely. it in. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what it does this year. The, the combination with that coach. Yeah, I think if anyone could do it, it's Deuce. That dude looks like he could draw water from a stone with that stare. He's so damn intense. <laughs> like yeah, like oh, well, he's intense. That's <laughs> magnetic. I think he generates too many great moments and that's where hard knocks is just going to be drawn to like like I, I was listening to something else and they were complaining about how golf isn't an interesting enough person in the story although they didn't cover the most interesting part of the preseason game with him so maybe that'll come up later but like how they want him to be more of a character but he's just not that guy like he's more of like a low-key like chill yeah. dude not creating drama well, wasn't on the on the first hard knocks didn't he like he didn't know where the sun set yeah, he west. didn't know which was, which uh, yeah direction the sunset and r- ri- rise. Yeah, yeah. that that wasn't on the Lions one. It was on the Rams one. Uh, yeah, yeah, back in the oh. <laughs> not to confuse it with this one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely something that got 
out there for a while. <laughs> He's blonde after all. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but great first drive by the offense. Uh, the defense, they, they gave up a touchdown right back. But, I mean, that the main thing about that drive was we got to see Hutchinson in action. And oh, it was. Yeah. Yes. As advertised. As advertised. Yeah. Such a team. Exactly. We oh my said gosh. that at the same time, Bob. Yeah, we did. Because <laughs> that, was, that was exciting. If he was in and he tackled for a loss, then he drew the. Uh, the holding hold. call. Even yeah, the first play, the uh, he did you see that change? Yeah, of he made a tackle. That bootleg right? was that's that three cone drill. That's that time, you know, that change of direction really quick. Uh, and and, <laughs> yeah. and and the motor and the motor. Uh, obviously, you have the oh, athletic yeah. skills, but the motor to you know chase a guy down like that is, you know, not everybody does that. So oh no, uh, but that, that's yeah, why the that. Lions loved him. That's why a lot of people loved him because, I mean, he's already super athletic, but you you mix in the fact that he has a high motor. Uh, yeah, and even on that that play where he drew the holding, he was fighting through the whole play. You know, he could have given up on the block, and he right. mm-hmm. he was fighting, and he forced the penalty. So, yeah, I don't know about his celebration, Michael Jackson kick. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Kind of That's a good way to throw an MCL <laughs> or something. But I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, Bob, did, did he, he do, not did watch Stephen Tulloch? Bob, did he do that in Michigan? That... No, I don't think that was like a regular okay. thing. Maybe he's just playing off the Billy Jean stuff from Hard Knocks. Or something. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what I love about Hutch? He's just a dude. Like he's out there. Like he says the. Fu- he's just like you know, like when he's like, I gotta pee right now. Like right before he's going out on the field, or like when like they're after they got done doing like the forty up downs. He's just like, do we know they're gonna be doing that all of them in a row? <laughs> like he's just like you know he, he's he shuts up and he absorbs things like a sponge when he needs to, but he's also just comfortable. And he's just, he's already a pro. Like me and UJ were talking about this earlier. Like, like a lot of these wide eyed kids on the team out there, like reacting to this new environment with Dan Campbell's created. And like, it's just like, you know, what would that be like? But like, he doesn't look like a wide eyed kid out there at all. He looks perfectly at home. And like when Campbell took him aside and just told him how great he was doing and how he was showing it on the field, is that's how you lead is by showing it on the field. Mm -hmm. That's what he's doing. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, another guy that got a lot of love, uh, and especially this last Hard Knocks episode, a guy we mentioned a lot, but it's hard to ignore. Uh, yeah, Rodrigo, Malcolm Rodriguez, uh, yeah, six round linebacker. I, I love that part in Hard Knocks where they're in the linebacker room and Kelvin Shepard's just calling out every other linebacker in the room saying, You're not as big as six. UJ didn't right. like that. UJ felt bad for the guys. I, admit, that I were mixed getting... emotions. I, I've been in a room where that like, happened. It is awkward. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I know. Well, you're shaming the other guys with a rookie, using the rookie as an example. And, and I don't know. You know, I don't know what that leaves a sour taste in their mouth. It, it should. It's not that Shepard's wrong. He's right. right. These guys should be picking yeah. up their game but, and they're not but here's the problem but, it's not that this isn't Shepard creating this reality the fact is that you have a rookie setting the standard in the linebacking room right now and you know that can just be a credit that's definitely a credit to Malcolm but it's off also like he said it's a call to action because these guys are not yeah. playing to the level they need to a rookie is surpassing them right and See, it's is not it, yeah acceptable. it's as exciting as Rodrigo is and I'm excited for to see him play and everything. It's kind of sad that he might be our starting linebacker. Yeah. The sixth round predictions undersized good. guy. Yeah. Because of our linebacker room is so poor, you know. I don't think it's yeah. 
I mean, hopefully he's all pro, but you hope it's because he's just that good, though. I mean, that's the ideal. Like Michael Parsons, you know, is going to win that position if he's, you know, but he was a higher pick. But this guy, just because he's lower, if he's just that good, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Yeah, but I hope so. But I just think the linebacker room is pretty poor overall. Yeah, and they have a lot to prove. Agree. A lot. Agree. But man, I'll tell you, watching Rodrigo hit that hole, like take on the guard or whatever, just yeah. had a, and on oh, the yeah, special man. teams Smack, when he threw that guard on the ground him. on his back, he just slammed him. No, Jesus, yeah, he's not afraid of anything. Man. Awesome. Yeah, they met with force, and and the guard went backwards. Man. He's that so was, damn strong, awesome. like that. Of course, they put, they played that line again. Tell you, oh, I love <laughs> when you're that hit strong. Hit oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I love that line. When you're that strong, though, you can make up for so much. He's got all the athletic tools to make up for that, like one inch less of than the average height of the linebackers in the league or whatever he is. I know. He's like my height, but he's super fast, which I never was. Yeah. And and the nice head on special teams, too. To just throw, throw yeah. that in there as well. I thought that was a lot of fun. That was a nice hit on that kickoff. Um, nice tempo. So I mean, as I mentioned, Amon Ra, a couple nice, uh, couple nice catches in this one. Just continues to show that he's going to be a beast. I think going forward, mm-hmm. especially he's con- already established a great connection with Goff. I, but I just wanted oh, to kind yeah. of piggyback off that. I loved bringing their dad into the Hard Knocks episode. Oh, so good. Uh, him and his brother working out yeah. how they don't talk the whole time they work out. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> because you know why they tear Achilles. Have you ever do any uh, calf raises yeah. or what? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. call out Kevin. And Durant, Kevin Durant please. responded on Twitter today. He said, uh, t- "Oh, he did said he today? That's all he said." Like Terry Cohen should have as he did in his calf ra- as he did calf raises today. I think is what he was referencing. Oh, Terry Cohen should have trained with him. Yeah. Did you guys the, see that video part? of him? By the way, just a little sidebar. Oh yeah, oh. That, that was a few oh. months ago. Yeah. But uh, was it that old? Oh my yeah. god, yeah, social media is so weird. Sometimes things seem like you think you're seeing something new, and it's like that's old. Hey, but the best part was 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 Amon Ross St. Brown named the sixteen receivers who were drafted before yeah, him. That was the oh, best. Yeah. in order. It, what colleges they went to, he's that takes it that personally that he had to wait that long to get drafted. And he oh it's so that awesome. got me so awesome. damn pumped I mean, watching that. I was that was oh and I was, was like to me, that was the hook of the episode right there. This guy caught two hundred off the drugs machine, so my dad said we gotta do two hundred two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like the part where where his dad was in the? That was my favorite like, part. I wanted to leave. They talk about the Hutchinsons, <laughs> and they're like, "No, they're rich. They're probably up. They're up in a, a skybox, you know." And then they cut to the Hutchinsons. <laughs> they're in the skybox. It was right. great. It was great. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we, "We won't be sitting with them." Yeah, <laughs> I, that was exactly where. I, man, Bob, you and I today are just we're on the same wavelength. Uh, yeah, it's exactly good to know. I love that. It part. was hilarious. That was funny. It, it was hilarious, and he's got that weird. Uh, his his brother Equemius is playing for the Bears, so he's got like a half and half jersey. Uh, he's got that half Bears, half Lions jersey. Uh, but the Lions I are the front. That's part. the only situation that's acceptable, yeah. I think. Like I don't like people running around in a Cubs socks jersey or Mets Yankees. Oh, yeah, you know, no. come on, you got to pick a side. Yeah, wasn't Brady Quinn's sister right. like dating AJ Hawks? Uh, it, it wasn't he date wasn't she dating like AJ Hawk who played for the Ohio State so she had like a half Notre Dame half Ohio State jersey. Oh yeah, was like yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Or, uh, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the other thing Hard Knocks focuses on a lot in this one, uh, a lot, a lot of David Blau time in this Hard Knocks yeah. episode. 
And <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. yeah. All you got to do is hold nice on to the sh- damn ball. Just literally. <laughs> I like when they showed fall. the part with the Olympics, though, with his girlfriend. Yeah, that was cool. That was kind of cool. That was cool. The team is all rooting for. Did David Blau lose his job because of that fumble? Yes or no? He might have, man. No. No, because even with the fumble, I think he played better than. I don't know, UJ. You were you brought up a point today that got me thinking. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. They might like that chemistry in that room too much, but I wouldn't be surprised if they carry only two running back or quarterbacks. And if they or if they go out there and find someone like there's some names I've been hearing thrown around to the Lions. I'm trying to remember who. G.K. Mason Mason Rudolph Mason Rudolph this week to be on the Lions radar. That could be worth a lot to get an actual solid backup. I don't what, know. What are you chanting, UJ? TK. Tom Kennedy. Oh. oh my God. What does that do with the backup? Stud. I don't know. Because he threw that Nothing. pass. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is it, it'll free up a roster spot for another position. And our receiver room is so, uh, Loaded. so deep right now. You know, it's, it's going to be harder to keep some of these guys. Yeah. And Maybe uh, Cephas and, needs and it. And I'm a... I'm a big Kennedy fan, like Kennedy. and I would love to see that see him make the squad. Well, Tom Kennedy's leaving the pre- leading the preseason right now in yards. So, yeah, the new Zach Zenner. He's doing what he's got to do. I mean, oh, don't curse him with the Zach Zenner. <laughs> man, Zach's Zach Zenner made the roster though. Guys, so, not all that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Never got a legit he chance. Did. Well, the one time oh, we'll have him on the podcast one of these. Oh, days. let's not go back. He's Zenner right lovers. Come on, ridiculous. <laughs> He's actually a nutritionist for like the NFL players now. He like consults on nutrition. Mm. Um, so Tom Kennedy, him and Blau look really good uh, together out there. They had definitely had a connection going. You can obviously tell they they've had a lot of practice time together. That alone might be worth <laughs> having both of them on the roster as yeah. backup. Yeah, Tim Boyle though had a nice touchdown pass to Funches. Funches is did. another guy I wanted he to mention did. as well. He uh, I heard he yeah. got hurt too today. Yeah, he did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Shoulder or something. Upper body he's okay. It, he's putting in work, man. I don't know. I mean, how many t- tight ends are going to keep? Because Brock Wright's set. I would think yeah, at least he's three. Looking good. Yeah, Brock Wright's looking good. I mean, probably three. I, I would think, think three. The third one's the one I would wonder. Well, who would probably be. keep the rookie though? You know, who's that? Uh, Mitchell. Mitchell the rookie. Oh him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he'll be. Yeah. He's, is, he I still, mean, is he practicing? I have not seen him at all. He's yeah. practicing. How's he been not doing? Hearing a lot about him. Though. Not hearing a whole lot on him, but he is. He practicing. might be. In, well, up to him. I don't know. But if he's not available to play by the season start, that might not be enough to keep him around. He'll be. He could be easy practice squad hide though. No one's gonna poach him. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you poach a guy from the practice squad, you got to put him on the active roster. So. Right, and he's he'll have zero yeah, he, tape at that point in the league. So, right, I don't tend to get poached. Plus, that'll probably be better for his career to get him going anyway, give him some time to develop. Yeah, I did like the Tim Boyle pass to Khalif Raymond in this first preseason game, though. I didn't think they highlighted that. I thought that was a beautiful pass. Uh, it was the nice. Line to him. I don't think that guy really shows his potential. Notice. Well, that's the thing. As far as like physical skills, um, Tim Boyle's got it, man. He that guy could yes, throw a ball absolutely. like nobody else. But, but uh, like raw, output. you know, it's the full package that's the problem, right? Getting the whole thing together. Like those throw that pick he threw was so bad, and I th- I'm not sure if it's decision making or just his inaccuracy. But man, he throw. I don't feel like he does not throw well on those like out routes. He puts it behind the receiver, keeps up these picks too easy. Yep. 
Uh, so back to the defense side of the ball, I wanted to mention a guy that stood out to me a little bit too in this one, and and uh, apparently he's looked pretty good in practice. Uh, he ended the other practice with, I guess, a highlight reel uh, interception. But Chase Lucas, uh, yeah, I think has shown some oh, promise yeah. too. So uh, that's he good should have had that game winner yeah. pick in yeah. his hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he dropped he it. Dropped it. But it was a great it. break on the ball, though. Hey, you know that's why you play defense. I mean, obviously he's got to clean that up, but uh, mm-hmm. that's not the thing that has the coaches sitting there fretting that he dropped an interception. They're thinking that guy made a great break and read on the ball, and that's exciting for a rookie. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Kirby Joseph led the team in tackles for this game as well. So I just want and to that. Coach Campbell oh, highlighted yeah. him in his press conference. He did. Too. He did. Uh-huh. So there's some good things. Uh, now let's just yeah. see when we have our actual first team defense out there for an entire game, how that all looks. I, the, yeah, with I mean, my number one concern is still the linebacking core. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Like Bob said, if Malcolm Rodriguez is starting, that's maybe not a good thing. Maybe, but it's not. But like the thing is, I, I here's what I do like about our linebacking room. We might not have any like great all around linebackers. Like we might have like a bunch of deficient linebackers in certain areas. But there's a bunch of uniquely athletic and gifted linebackers in other ways that could be if utilized well could produce a potentially successful product. I mean, you got guys like Jared Davis who are big, real fast linebackers. Derek Barnes. You know, all these there's they got some talent there, and if they can put these guys in the right position, I still think they can do a good job. You know, they you don't t- overtax Jared or uh, Davis with certain things, and you know how to put them in there at the right thing. And it sounds like he's having some success, so it is definitely a concern. It's not, but yeah. it's not. I, I think there is still enough potential that if they get it clicking, it got it could be good. Yeah, in the Falcons game too, I think Davis actually was not bad. Yeah. He was like a heat-seeking missile a few times. I mean, he 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 brings the thump, man. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's he, yeah. He hits hard, and a couple of times he's rushing the quarterback. He bowled over the running. I mean, just destroyed mm-hmm. him on the way to the quarterback, and he didn't get there. But I mean, he was really showing some hustle, and I I just had to give him credit for that game. I thought he kind of stood out a little bit, especially in that second and, half. An interesting thing they had him in their signal calling too. They're training him to be uh the mic. And actually be able yeah. to quarterback the defense, which I find interesting. Yeah. I think it, Anzalone's still like the guy. I mean, as far as Campbell's concerned, like right. the yeah. center of this thing, the kind of anchoring it. But I think the hope for our defense could that could really jump up is if Derek Barnes took a step up. I mean, right. Yeah. It, yeah. He doesn't show yeah. right now in practice, but you never know when the season starts, when it gets live. Uh, he, that'd be awesome he, if he could step up and take the next level. Oh yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't been totally non-existent though, Bob. I've seen some things with him blasting into the backfield and blowing things up. He's he's doing stuff at camp and he's being noticed. Like I, it's not like he's blowing up like Hutch or something, but he's made. It yeah. seems like he's made steady progress at the very least. Which you're right, we need. <laughs> yeah, I do want to mention too. I I don't know if anybody heard that like, Big V was hurt the other day in practice, but um. He it's he's okay. He, he it was just like a cramp or something. Yeah. He just took him out precautionary. So mm, that's good. Oh. I just let him sit in the house until the first week. <laughs> right. I just want to see all of him out there at once. Though honestly, <laughs> he's the one piece in that that like I feel like we could replace somewhat reliably. I don't know. Maybe I'm underestimating him. He's got size though. He I is. Mean, he's massive, know. man. He's yeah. The, yeah. I think he does something unique. I, I think I, at guard, yeah, it's bad to lose tackle, him. It's, there's a lot to be desired, but. 
definitely a guard. I think is where perfect fit, especially especially the you know the what they're Polynesian, right? Both of them. Yeah, uh, on the Polynesian right side of the offensive line. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to see both. Well, yeah. how much bigger he is than Stool too. Like Stool's such a monstrous man, and this dude just kind of almost dwarfs him. Oh yeah, not the name is appropriate. Um, man. So right right now we we think uh, Tim Boyle over David Blau though, if you had to pick one. Yeah, I'd say the opposite. Wait, yeah. no, wait, yeah, that's what right. I mean. That with you, you did. would say David Blau. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tim Boyle had, had those. I had to pick one. He just seemed to have better pocket presence. <clears throat> And uh, did he? Yeah, a little more accuracy. Uh, a little more accuracy, I think. I know the fumble was kind of a, a horrible thing, cost game changer, costly game even. Yeah, but then uh, you got to see him uh, full Tommy. But God, I'm stupid. God, <laughs> you know, here's my hard truth about this situation: <laughs> neither of these guys give me much confidence whatsoever that they're going to reliably win games. Uh. <laughs> I feel like you see David Blau's limitations right. consistently crop up, especially when you need it. You know, like suddenly the defense uh. tightens up and he has to chuck it downfield or something, and and he can't throw an accurate pass into the end zone at like forty-five yards. Like, I mean, I don't know if this running game takes off though. He could be serviceable. A game manager. Sure. I mean, but again, like yeah. I said, sure, you're right. You're not. He's not terrible. But I just, I, he doesn't imbue me with confidence. Neither of these guys do. You know, well, Z, obviously you feel different. What are you, what's your thought on that? Yeah, you know, I, it's the third stringer. So, and also, I, I think David Blau come up, like, kind of moves around. The, I, I don't think he has a great pocket presence, actually. I think he kind of moves around too much for uh, his own good. I, I do like what he did with Tom Kennedy a lot. Um, but I guess Tim yeah. Boyle, if I had to pick between the two, I'm like kind of like you, Z. I'm kind of like, you know, hesitant to pick one, and then you have to have to. Pick I don't one. understand the I, Mason Rudolph. Like, uh, yeah, I don't. I hope they don't do that. Like, I, I just don't know what what is he. He's not good either. <laughs> he's not much better than it's either. Just more, it's just more rumor shit. These, these things come up every day. Sure. A new rumor. I mean, that one came yeah, up out of nowhere from Jimmy like Garoppolo, respected sources. We're so. to get Jimmy Garoppolo. I will say this though: between the two, like. Who's more likely to actually do achieve something if they were to start clicking? Boyle obviously has a superior upside. Like, that's just no doubt. So, I mean, if you look at it that way, that's a compelling argument. I mean, when when all you want is a chance, you know, upside is probably worth more than, like, some really, really... Yeah, you know, maybe true. Floor. But Blow might have the grit. Right, right. Grit. I mean, I don't, yeah, Ooh, I don't know. Grit. So then at this point, what would you say right now? Um... Trinity Benson or Cephas making the roster? Because Cephas, oh, Cephas has been around. Hand, hands down, Cephas. Right. As long as Cephas comes like back healthy, as long as I Cephas gonna, recovers from this injury, he'll be fine. He's, his I work think they're actually himself. both going to make it. I hope so. I think they're both, because I think they're going to keep an extra receiver and keep two quarterbacks. So do seven receivers and two quarterbacks? I would like that yeah. better. I, I'd feel better about that. I feel like most of those guys are more likely to impact our front end of the roster and our actual ability to win games on game day than yeah. Blower Boyle ever would, unless. And I think Goffer's all those done. receivers could be potential weapons. I mean, you could use Kennedy in certain situations. You could use Benson, yeah. stretch the field. You know, 
Yeah. Especially right. until they each have unique qualities. Stuff. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. They could all be valuable. And the good thing yeah, is there's a lot of crossover special teams, so you're not necessarily hurting your roster too much by overloading there. All those guys contribute uh, as either gunners or just, you know, cover men. Yeah. On... And, and because Blau and Boyle are kind of mediocre, I think if they lost one of those guys, they could find someone equal to that on the, you know, if they needed to, if there was an injury mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, that's probably the best argument against like any trade for like a Mason Rudolph or whatever name is being thrown out there is that I don't think they want to throw off the chemistry in that room. I think that's the main reason those two guys are even still around this year. I don't think they thought these guys are great. Maybe they thought they could get a little more out of them and they'd suffice, but I think they liked yeah. the room they had in the support golf. And that that's also going to be a big determining factor in who the, they finally pick right. because they're both have some talent physically, but uh, Should we go? it's who can handle the quarterback room and like all the technical stuff they do with film and there's some expertise. I think Blau there, is but... superior in that by accounts. Like he's like and usually those smaller, weaker arm quarterbacks have to be better at reading. <laughs> I mean, that's just the, the weight. Yeah, that's like the, your true, Cole McCoys, you your there. you know all those like pocket. Maybe man- we should go out there and managers. pay thirteen million dollars for uh, Chase Daniel again. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he, <laughs> yeah that guy outfoxed the whole league unbelievable well, i think so. he's made over 40 million yeah he parlayed that yeah, he's a horrible record as a starter so it's like <laughs> yeah oh oh one other quick in backup news that that josh johnson guy is still around he's with denver oh really play for he's, it. he's been with he's been with like 10 there are no 17 teams or something. i don't know something like ridiculous. kenny lawson of the nfl denver, denver picked him up right away yeah, is he, he's in the XFL. Does that include his XFL and AFL teams too, Bob? <laughs> he play, he's played those. Uh, yeah, as well. uh, yeah, because he did play in those. Yeah, <laughs> but then he's back in the NFL the last few years. So I don't know. Wow, that's insane. Did hey. we just let a Josh Johnson go? Brady oh yeah, we Brady's left our Josh Brady Johnson. Brady? We let go. Yeah. right? <laughs> apparently, him and Brady. Brady. Apparently, he updates his LinkedIn with each team that he's on. It's got to be a resume, <laughs> according to our producer Kijay. <laughs> Top notch research as always. <laughs> yeah. yeah anything else from the episode did you guys uh oh yeah to... uh aaron glenn speech to the team was great mm-hmm. yeah uh there's more here's a couple of things that stood out to me a little bit okay like like we look at these guys you know these football players it's these i don't know these great athletes but when you're when you're watching this these episodes they're just like scared students in a classroom i mean like most of them don't talk they just they're sitting there they're struggling to survive and get through this thing without you know and, and hopefully make a team you know they're kids man these guys are 21 22 23 years old they're just kids and uh you know if you look at them with their eyes most of them aren't talking they're just sitting there just like, hmm. it's just I, just I don't know i just thought that stood out to me a little bit and then the other thing that cracked me up was it uh what's his name the kid at the end of the show uh, oh the ball the, boy obviously like the water boy Trash talking all the all the offensive oh, yeah. linemen. That was uh, Hank yeah, Freely's son. Yeah. Oh, I he's thought he was. Water, hey, get up! <laughs> you're the only one kneeling down. Get up! Come on! Oh, yeah. and he's trying to uh, trash talk Ragnar. He goes, hey, "You're you're bad at this trash talk." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, like, "Your trash talk suck sucks." Yeah, <laughs> that was I awesome. That, that was fun. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was a pretty good way to end the show. I thought that was. Yeah. Uh, I I also just want. I thought what was great was just all the behind the scenes in the coaching rooms in the players rooms like oh my god that access was amazing seeing how you know deuce daily talks about 
DeAndre Swift, seeing how they talk about Malcolm Rodriguez in the coaching room, like, you know, this kid's legit. They're not just blowing bubbles and, you know, whatnot. Like, this kid, they're talking about him for real in their assessments, and you're getting access to that. Like, that behind the scenes access, see how they actually coach, how they actually teach is like, oh my, that's, that's the meat right there, man. That's what this is. That's to me, that's what so much this is about. I know it's he awesome. Ta- yeah. It's ta- I- I know we talked about already, but how do you think the rest of that linebacker room feels with that out? Like, like for millions like to be fired up, man. <laughs> Not just well, like they shouldn't be fired you know, up. But. I've had a I've had a bad day of practice where I was struggling in one on one drills, and my coach starts threatening me with you know maybe not playing, and I'm and that just that just fires you up, man. Like if you, if you let it do anything else, you're just, you're wasting it. You're, you're yeah. not in the right arena because no. that kind of shit shouldn't do anything, but just get you more laser focused on what you need to do. But it's, that it's next true. level with this. Cause they get dressed down at work and then it's on the true internet for the world to see. They're like, getting dressed down. Plows, <laughs> at that, I, like, so, he was like the saddest yeah. puppy on earth. That, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. He was, Pissing on the board. But you know, the other thing about yeah, Kelvin but, uh, Shepard, his speech, I love is the thing is you gotta remember with him is he's been there, done that with this. Like, this isn't some guy right. calling him out. This is a, a a seasoned vet who knows what the hell he's talking about. So like I think that's the whole great thing about this entire team. Like you like you remember that about these guys when they're telling you stuff that like you don't you see the utter reverence and respect these players have when these coaches talk. They don't these, yeah. these players yes. sit. What about they what? Shut up and what, uh, what about what Z brought up uh, off air about our offensive coordinator, who is not? A oh yeah, isn't that bizarre? Two episodes mysteriously. Ben Johnson is nowhere to be seen. Deuce Staley's all over. I, you would think he's the offense. People were reaching out to me after the first episode, saying like, "I didn't know Deuce Staley was your offensive coordinator." Like, no, he's the running back coach. They present <laughs> yeah. him as like the second guy in command though on the team, pretty. I mean, he is the associate head coach, technically. It's just because so. he draws the attention. I'm telling you. He definitely he draws the attention. drama. There's three more episodes to go. I mean, because everyone's panicking. Yeah, that's true. It, it's just like, really bizarre it's, it's that they don't a, show the, you know, this one yeah, of the top three shown, coaches like, on the really, staff. The line coach they've shown. Well, who else you know, have like, they not really again. highlighted yet? Well, look at the things. Hank Fraley's son has like, gotten what? more time on the episode. <laughs> true. He's probably more entertaining. And the fish, you know, they had to have a scuba diver underneath the water <laughs> when Ragnar was fishing. You see that fish was actually under the water? What? Whoa. UJ getting a little passionate, knocking over his mic. Yeah. Now we, we can't uh, hear you, UJ. Now you're muted. Yeah. Have we seen the receiver room, really, outside of St. Brown? I mean, I feel much, like no. They haven't shown Jamison Williams. Yeah, they haven't shown so much. I mean, I feel like there's just yeah. so much to cover that. It's it's being drip fed and yeah. I'm loving it. And is this? Way. I just I just think Ben Johnson's boring, and they, that, that's what that's what my bet is. But, and Jared Goff's boring I, too, right? You said you guys said so. Maybe yeah. those two are just off, like I don't know, nerding out somewhere. See, but, but you know what's <laughs> yeah. really gonna annoy me though? They're gonna miss the most compelling story arc when he, or at least like yeah. one of them so far when he, you know, pushes his way onto the field or whatever. <laughs> like. Like yeah. that's though that might come up later. Who knows? He hasn't been highlighted yet, so maybe all that'll come yeah. up in his. Ben Johnson and Goff have like a show on BBC <laughs> or something where they they just <laughs> discuss things in the calm mm-hmm. voice. Ben, he, he, there's a there's a show. It's uh Ryan Gosling or Jared Goff, and it's just side by side pictures, and you just gotta guess which one it is. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> the Lions are in joint practices this week with the Colts. Uh, they went, as we record this, uh, they just finished their first day of practice. Seemed to go pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear. That's uh, Dave Briquette said pump the brakes on 22 after watching these practices because they got outclassed on both sides of the ball, according to Briquette. <laughs> Wait, say that again, well, Bob. So he's no, they, saying they, they, they did like, you mean? They, yeah. Oh. The, uh, they had our, our offense against their defense, then yep. their defense against our offense, like separate fields. And, uh, but I guess they, they dominated us with their defense and our offense struggled. Interesting. Hmm. But that's, you know, one pride. I'm not worried about it, but right. it's just, that's what Burkett noted about today. So yeah. That's why these are so good to have. I mean, and they're a good the team. Pat McAfee show is uh, recording live and watching the practices. So if you want to go like over there and see, uh, kind of like a live oh, reaction. Cool. No, he'll probably have a bias for the Colts because he, he you know, played for the Colts for a long time, but still an interesting perspective. He's been sending a lot of love to Dan Campbell and the Lions. <laughs> yes, though, he so. has, yes. Um, also, I want to note that if you wanted more insight, like TJ Hawkinson, I, I wouldn't call him like the most outspoken guy on a team, but uh, he did a long interview. It's like 40 minutes or something with uh, uh, on Bustin' with the Boys. It's like a Barstool podcast yeah, with Taylor Luan and uh, Will Compton. Uh, but oh, he, yeah. He, he, they got into Matt Patricia a lot on that. I found that interesting. Uh, they were they were not Patricia fans. <laughs> hey, did we touch on that, though? Tracy Walker said when, when he had to do his rookie thing, they did a skit on the coaches making fun of Patricia and them, and Patricia hated it, and he made them come back and redo the play the next the their skit the next day. And then he didn't like it because they weren't uh, – being serious enough for him? Oh my god! <laughs> what? Like, he, yeah, because Patricia was offended that they were making fun of the coaches, what right? In their nuts. little skit. This is a rookie skit, you know. Mm-hmm. They had to do like in front of the, and uh, Patricia was offended by it, so made him come and redo it. It wasn't <laughs> offensive to the to him and the coaches. What? And they, no, this is serious. Oh. Uh, Tracy Walker said this. The words I want to describe <laughs> Matt Patricia right now, I can't say, but you know, he's a what a weak. <laughs> bitch of a man like it only seems to get worse like, over the years when yeah. stuff leaks think about, out about it. think crazy. about the context the though for the patriots now think about the context yeah. he did like some bullshit call out of darius slay our best player <laughs> and like yeah and then can't handle a little bit of freaking comedy criticizing him oh my god yeah how did he it's get the lot. damn job what was wrong with Bob Quinn is what I want to know. Hey, if he liked this guy, I think we drank the Kool Aid when he was hired, though. Yeah, but we didn't know. We didn't <laughs> we have the insight the that Kool-Aid. Bob Quinn had. Like Bob Quinn knew this guy. He should have like this stuff should have been like known character stuff. Well, the like, Patriots still love him because he's still he's gone over there and he's like pretty much the assistant head coach over there. Because it's Belichick's son. Yeah, he just fits in that That's environment, why. probably. That's his son. Yeah. It, really interesting. He's running the offense over there. Maybe he just did such a bad job on defense. They're trying him on the other <laughs> side of the ball now. <laughs> if I was a Patriots fan, I'd be a little concerned. All right, we'll always. But he's a rocket pencil. scientist, or former rocket scientist. So, yeah, that's true. that's right. <laughs> he's a genius. <laughs> All right, so I think we'll wrap up the episode. Uh, you know, lots to talk about, lots to react to this week. Uh, the Lions had more joint practices with the Colts, so keep up on that. Otherwise, they have their second preseason game. They only play three preseason. I keep forgetting. They only play three preseason games. Thank God. Um, I love it. <laughs> it's yeah. this Saturday, 
1 Eastern, noon Central it, at Indianapolis. It'll be on the NFL Network, too. So if you have that, uh, tune in. If you're in Detroit, it'll be on local TV. Just prepare to have alternate means to watch the last three minutes of the game. Yeah, on the NFL Network with the Lions-Falcons, they caught out at the end of the game. Like, <laughs> they, do, yeah. they do that every year. It's the so Falcons annoying. have the ball. It's What's going to happen? Oh, let's go to the start of this like, other game. You're like, the NFL Network. Why don't you? You're the NFL. Why don't you schedule these games if you're going to air them in a way that they don't overlap? Yeah, that would be too smart. Never heard of split screen. You know, <laughs> many things yeah. they could have done except just stop airing it. And all those poor, you know, bubble people on the roster not getting yeah. to perform their one time for their fans nationally. <laughs> it's all cut. about the fans, but the fans don't matter. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it looked like the Lions had pretty good attendance for that preseason game. It's their only home one, uh, but so encouraging. And the biggest roar was uh, Hutchinson's tackle for loss. So oh. they got the yeah. crowd jacked up. Nice. And September 11th is their home opener. Yep. That's when it all uh, begins for real. Philly. Oh, yeah. Revenge game Best after the ass month. kicking they gave us last year. So. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll know right away if the Lions are ready. We'll see how much they improve. Anyways, we'll get into that later. But right now, let's wrap up the episode. Um, Twitter at Drinking Lions, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid. Follow us on there. Let us know your thoughts on Hard Knocks, uh, the first preseason game, everything like that. Really appreciate it. Um, thanks to our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Thank you to SidelineReport.com for hosting the podcast and Mid May Media. Otherwise, uh, we'll be back. Early next week, reacting to Hard Knocks, reacting to the second preseason game. And there's just a lot more to look forward to as the season is less than a month away. We're that close. We're that close. So, and college football is even closer, though. That's what that means, too. So, football's here. It's back. It's back. You'll hear that that phrase like 12 times. Indeed. Um, But it's back. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, Go! 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 Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock! Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. Go! Go.